Welcome to Lessons for Leaders. This week I'm talking to you about how self-awareness is crucial for resilient leaders. Self-awareness is one of my pillars in my resilience training and workshops, so you get an insight today into what I cover. I'm talking about how you can improve your own self-awareness and why it's not just good for your leadership skills, but also for you personally too. So I share some examples of quick and easy ways that you can begin to raise your own self-awareness. Because according to research by Harvard Business Review, teams with people who lack self-awareness are less effective in their leadership and management. So listen in for today's episode. So welcome to Lessons for Leaders. Each week I bring you lessons, learnings, tips and advice to enable you to lead with ease in business without the stressed out and overwhelm so that I help you increase your performance, be resilient and thrive in life. I'm Emma Langton, your host, leadership coach and workplace trainer, helping you and your workforce increase that performance, improve well-being, and make the impact that you want in the world. Now recently I've been working with organisations and individual leaders and managers to help them to be able to become more focused, less stressed and have a wider impact on both their personal well-being and that of their teams. And I recently received a review from Mike who'd joined me for a presentation on a workshop really on managing stress and anxiety to improve performance. He said Emma's presentation immediately engaged the Zoom room and was welcoming and took me to a place of calm. It gave me exactly what I needed with easy to use tools and techniques. Combining this with Emma's comments and helpful advice allowed me to give myself a place to settle. Even though I know I should practice more self-compassion, it's easy to lapse into stress and ignore the symptoms and was a really useful short group session and much more than I was expecting from a short workshop. Get in touch if you want to know how I can help you or your organisation too. If you're not ready to do that yet, then you can get onto my newsletter. Again, link in the show notes and information on my website at emmalankton.com. The newsletter sends out tips, information, statistics, the latest reports and the current organisational trends that are happening right now so that you don't have to dig around for it. It comes out monthly so you can guarantee that I won't be spamming you. And finally, a request from me that if you haven't hit the subscribe button or left a review for me, then please do go and find the little button and leave a review. Let me know your key thoughts and your takeaways and what you value most from the podcast. If you hit subscribe, it makes sure that you never miss another episode. So welcome back, listeners. So today I'm talking to you about self-awareness and why it's crucial for resilient leaders. I love talking about this topic, as you know. Well, I love talking about everything I do, really, don't I? Isn't it good to love the things that you do? So, the awareness 
is going to help you to know what it is that you love about some of the things that you do and the things that you find difficult. 86% of business leaders say that leadership is their biggest organisational challenge, according to research by Deloitte. And I've been talking with more organisations who have leaders who have risen through the ranks. You'll have heard me say this before. Leaders that have risen through the ranks that are great at what they do, but struggle with some of the leadership skills. And then that affects their resilience. It affects their confidence. Often what I find is that they come slip back into kind of the doing of the job rather than leading effectively, mainly because they're really, they're slipping back into their comfort zone of the stuff that they know. But with the right guidance and encouragement, anyone can become a great leader. The most successful organisations recognise this and focus on developing leaders at all levels of organisations and Obviously, they come to me to talk to me about the coaching that I provide and where that can fit with their organisations. So do get in touch with me if you want to know more about that. It's emma at emmalankton.com. However, self-awareness is about knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. And yes, we can all answer those questions in interviews. But do you really know about those for you personally? and where your strengths and weaknesses are with the way that you lead and the way that you interact with others. Because it's also about where your limitations are. It's also about some of your beliefs that can be reasonably deep set in uh, from early life. And it's about the things that motivate you, the things that drive you forward and where you also get those dips and those struggles. So knowing your strengths, being more aware, enables you to lead with more confidence. It also means that you can surround yourself with people who support you. So essentially, they might plug the gaps of some of the skills that you need whilst you work on becoming more effective in those areas. So, and as an aside, I suppose, there's nothing wrong in admitting those areas that are not your forte. In fact, it can help with trust and transparency in your team and with your peers. And that's why you build that team around you with a mixture of skills and abilities. That's what teamwork is. And that's what helps you to be more adaptable and to keep the resilience levels high, not just in yourself, but with the people that you surround yourself with too. So self-awareness covers a lot of aspects and that's why it's one of the key pillars in my resilience webinars and workshops. But how can we help those transitioning into leadership roles or struggling because of, you know, whatever they've had to deal with in this glorious 15 months that we've had? How can we help those people navigate the challenges and be the best that they can be? Now, one of the key things that I do is I run through a social styles framework. Now, I don't have time to do this on webinars that I deliver about resilience, but I do do it in coaching and in workshops. Um, it's a quick and easy kind of framework that helps you to identify what social style you fit into. Now, it's not about pigeonholing you and putting you into a box. It's again about raising awareness so that you begin to have a little bit of an idea. It's a start point because it is quick and easy. So there are four um, 
social styles and of course they're all on different scales but it enables you to see where you differ from your teams or your peers it helps you understand how and why people respond differently to situations so it it raises your awareness but it also raises the awareness about other people too the four key areas, just to touch on them, I'm not going to go into them in great detail, but you know, do drop me an email, book a call with me if you want to go through them in more detail for you or any members of your team. But essentially, they come into, are you a driver? That's somebody that's strong-willed and more emotionally controlled. Is, are you somebody who's expressive, outgoing, energising? Are you amiable, so easygoing and supportive? Or are you analytical? So that's kind of more serious, more exacting and look into the sort of the devils in the detail of things. Leaders can identify what style they might be classified as and whereabouts kind of in that, if we're going to call it a box, um, and adapt their approaches and communication style according to their team. Because if you've got team members that are sitting in a different style, then you're going to need to, uh, you know, speak in a different way, work in a different way, communicate in a different way. Because I often get leaders that come to me and say, how do I get my team to do whatever, you know, or why don't they see the importance of, you know, recording all the information or completing the statistics or whatever it is. I've just finished coaching an operations director who came to me for coaching because he was struggling with the strategic leadership aspect of his role. And again, he was another one who had worked his way up through the organisation. And he was really keen on processes and systems in place. And obviously, that's where his forte was. Every organisation needs processes and systems. But he was struggling to get other people to, um, you know, to put these in place or to follow them. And we ran through some of these social styles with him. Um, and of course, obviously, lots of other aspects within the coaching programme that we did. But he now says he's much more confident in dealing with people now. And it means that he's much less tired and more worried about how does he get people to do things or how does he deal with somebody that's a bit more confrontational. So then he's more able to delegate responsively and effectively. So in my workshops, I ask people to reflect on how they respond in certain situations as well. This is a a much quicker one that I can do in workshops and you can do this too. So one example that I love to use is, say your boss has come, sends you an email or a phone message or whatever, communicates with you. uh, Can you come to a meeting at 10 o'clock tomorrow? But doesn't give you the reason for the meeting. So what do you do? How do you respond? And, and then I put up a picture of an ostrich with a head in the sand. So are you one that kind of avoids confrontation or potential conflict or, um, you know, literally just puts your head in the sand about any potential upcoming thing that is causing you worry or concern? Um, then I put up another picture with the guy sat at his desk with his head in his hands, you know. So are you literally a head in your hands of, oh my God, it's doom and gloom um, and this is all so terrible and uh, what on earth can it be and I'm in trouble type of thing or something else. Or are you somebody who is frantically planning and creating reports and charts even though you don't know what the meeting's for and, um, you know, so you might be putting in a, a kind of ton of work and doing all that planning and um, categorising and things like that. 
Or it might be something else. But what do you do when your boss says come to a meeting at 10 o'clock? Because it usually creates some great discussion that's helpful in identifying how you respond in certain situations. And then basically what that means is it raises your awareness. There's no right and wrong with any of this. You are you. But it raises the awareness of you. Another example that I use is, you know, you um, send a text or an email to somebody um, in a response where they've said something is really urgent, but then you don't get a response. So what is it that you do? What do you think? What do you feel? You know, are you going on the, oh my God, I've wasted my time. It wasn't really urgent. You know, why on earth was that person asking for this when they, they didn't even respond? Or is it about you? Did you send the wrong words? Did you send the wrong info? You know, in a recent workshop that I did, this created so much hilarity because, you know, one guy said he was really, really cross and frustrated um, that he'd, um, somebody had said, you know, I'm, I'm really keen to talk to you and get some information about. So he quick fired and sent something back and then he got no response. Um, and there was loads of hilarity about, you know, how impatient he was or, or uh, somebody else was kind of going, are you dead? You know, have you died? Where, what's happened to the response and things? So I asked the whole group to shout out different options or, and discuss, um, you know, how they perceive this or what they might think when they don't get that answer straight back. And it's a great exercise, but also one that you can do on your own to explore what might be the different reasons. You know, usually I'm coming up with things like, you know, they were they were already in a meeting when they sent it. Did their phone go flat? Were they out of signal? What other explanations might there be for them not coming straight back to you? Because there can be different things, but it raises your awareness of where you get frustrated or where you um, go into catastrophizing type of thinking or what is it that you do? Because you raise that awareness and then it helps you understand how you think and how you respond. But it also helps you to understand that not everybody else works in that way too. So there was another guy that I was coaching um, a, a year or so ago and he was a CEO in his business but it was a business where he was quite often, um, it was, you know, really fast paced and he was dealing with problems and issues, but he would go home and find his teenagers were bickering with his wife. And he used to say, oh, they didn't want to eat the meal that they were making and, you know, getting fussy about food and stuff like that. And he would walk through the door and then step in because in his head, he was still in CEO mode and sorting out everything. Okay, he wasn't doing that transition to being the at home dad husband mode and coaching helped him realize that basically he could do a transition in his drive home. And he as he came in and even on his drive home, he would take a few deep breaths. He would calm down. He would kind of switch out of CEO mode, calm his frustrations and actually he could let his wife deal with it. He realized he didn't have to be the one that sorted everything out. And this is one of the things that can help, whether it's at home or at work, it can help with delegation. And that means he was less stressed and he was more relaxed and more able to recover in the evenings better and faster from the busyness of the day because he wasn't remaining as the CEO and the sorter and the fixer right the way through the evening. So instead of kind of barging in and taking over, if you like, he worked with his wife as a team 
So it's not just for leadership in the workplace. It's for all areas of your life. So you see, the key to improving resilience is that self-awareness. One of the keys anyway, one of the pillars in my workshops. Because what the situations are most likely to cause you a strong emotional response. Once you know what these situations are and, and where they are likely to happen, it's easier to be aware of it, to take control, to guard against it, to delegate authority or whatever it is that you need to do to make it better or different or easier to handle. The more that you notice your own emotions, your responses, your strengths, your frustrations, what you know, whatever it is, the more self-aware that you become. Do you see? And then the better you're able to notice these things in other people too. So leaders with strong self-awareness regularly take time to reflect, to get feedback, you know, to continually improve their awareness. And the more that you use your leadership talents and that greater sense of control you can create, the more you thrive in challenging times. And coaching can also help you with this, which is what I've been talking to organisations about right now, because through COVID, there's been much less focus on development and much more reactive focus. Whereas now it's really great to see organisations coming back to being um, planning out their development and helping and supporting people. And it also guards against burnout because there's such a lot of reports about leaders are just absolutely exhausted. So take a little bit of time, whether that's in the workplace, whether that's in your personal time, when you're walking the dog, when you're taking your daily walk, when you have a little break at lunchtime, when you're thinking, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. Take a little bit of time to reflect about what it is that's the problem or the difficulty. What can you do about it? Where it is that, that you've got the frustrations or the struggles or the things that seem hard for you? And raise your own self-awareness. If you want to talk to me, obviously, I'm here for you. But there are bits that you can begin to do yourself. So I'd love to know if this is really helpful for you. Do let me know. Get in touch with me, emma at emmalankton.com. I answer all emails, questions um, and communication that I get from everybody. And I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. So let me remind you to do please hop over and leave a review for me too. Share it with people that you think will be helpful. Tag me on social media if you've listened to this and it's been of value to you. And then until next time, have a really great week. Bye for now. <music>